Welcome to Taking the Middle Seat, a podcast where we explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you listen in to each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. This episode, you guys, is a double feature, so get excited. I interview two incredible women who own their own businesses that are both sustainability and wellness-minded. So I thought, let's put these two together for an extra super-duper fabulous episode of health and well-being. Sounds amazing, right? So both women talk about things that I think are often divisive for no reason at all. One um, with eradicating single-use plastic and committing ourselves to the environment, and the other one talks about food choices and particular ways of eating. And I often see people get prickly about both of these things. And while I know where that might come from internally, I think it makes so much more sense to listen into people's stories about why they choose sustainability and why they might choose veganism, why they choose local businesses, and on and on. As always, there is much to be learned in the story, in taking the middle seat, people. Come on, right? <laughs> so the first half of my interview is with Daedra Soroic. She owns a company called Strossum. I have mentioned them before in earlier episodes because I'm so in love. She sells handmade glass straws. And I'm telling you right now, you need these in your life. And your people need them in their lives too. They make the best straws, obviously. And they make the best gift. Like everyone you know is juicing something or smoothieing something or trying to get their thousand ounces of water for the day. So how fun to give them a straw, like a personalized straw. So cute. You're going to love Daedra and Strawsome. And then in the second half, I chat with Monica Randalls. She owns Nutcase Vegan Meats with her husband. And if you just went, like, turned your ears off and thought uh, vegan, uh, fake meat, no ma'am, not doing that, I am telling you, you need to listen because this stuff is really legit yummy. They have a cool story and the product is so good, you guys. I have never had a desire to eat a meat substitute in my life. Like, no thank you. But the Nutcase products are a whole other thing. They're versatile, they're delicious, and they're locally made. And you should try them out. And you have the perfect opportunity to do that on August 12th. They have this event called the Nutty Burger Bash. Monica talks all about it, and it sounds like fun because it is. And I link to the event in the show notes, so go check that out. You'll love both of these companies, and I hope they inspire you to look for the local gems that are right next to you. Local businesses with owners who always have a cool story of how they arrived at their current business. And people always ask me, how did you hear about this? Or how did you hear about that or the other thing? And guys, I just kind of pay attention and I look at websites and I remember things. And these are the things I remember, not like what I have to do tomorrow or my shopping list or anything. But this stuff, like glass draws and vegan meats, absolutely on my radar. I think it's so fun, like a local treasure hunt. And if you purchase from these businesses, maybe let them know that Andrea at Taking the Middle Seat sent you. I would love that. So I'll wrap it up in a bow at the end. But for now, here are my interviews with Daedra and Monica. 
Okay, today on the podcast, I have Deidre Sirowick, and she and her husband own an incredible company that I'm just in love with called Strawsome, and they make glass straws. It's the coolest thing, you guys. So, Deidre, welcome to Taking the Middle Seat. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you about how all this started, and I'm excited. So, let's start with a little introduction of who you are and what you do, just whatever you want to say, brief intro. Sure. Um, so my name is Deidre, like you said, and I am based, we are based in Milford, Michigan, and we've been running a company called Strawsome. We were established in 2009. I've been learning, I started learning how to do them in 2008. Um, I am a mom. I We work from home, so I'm home and I have two boys. I have a 13-year-old currently and a 8-year-old boy. So um, there are challenges with that as well in my life. <laughs> um, yes. Um, we are... Um, we are family run. You know, when you look at our website, you're going to know who we are. We're not going to hide who we are. You see our faces on there. You know that we operate this business. And I was talking to somebody the other day about um, how, you know, there's a shop small Mm -hmm. effect of shopping in um, brick and mortar stores. So we actually are getting to that in online stores now too. Like Mm -hmm. you can buy pretty much anything on Amazon and that Amazon is like the Walmart of online shopping. Yep. Or you can buy from a family-run business where you know from us you're going to get us. You're going to call and you're going to talk to me. You're going to email, you're going to talk to myself or my husband, and you're going to get us giving you customer service and our you know, guarantee behind our products is because of us. So yeah. um, we're really proud of what we do. It's um, taken a long time to get to where we are and to have the success that we do now, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really fun. I have a degree in architecture okay. that I went to college for. And then I worked in the field for about five years and did not love it. I was Mm -hmm. pregnant with my oldest son, and so I quit, and I decided to have him and stay at home with him. And then I also had uh, a passion for natural childbirth, Mm -hmm. so I started doing natural childbirth classes. I took them, and then I started teaching them. I became certified to teach them. Um, And that kind of got me started on a path of uh, understanding the natural way of living. Mm-hmm. I was part of a group of a co-op of friends who bought like natural foods in bulk and things like that. And somebody had come up to me and said, uh, we found these glass straws online. Does anybody want to go on an order? Mm-hmm. And I had a friend when we lived in Dearborn, Michigan, that did glass blowing. It's called the Glass Academy. It's an awesome place. And I took it to them and I said, would you be willing to, to make these for my friends and I? Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said, we're going to teach you how to do it instead. And I was like, all right, let's, let's just add another thing to my list of stuff I do, right? <laughs> sure. So, right. No problem. So I started, uh, I probably took like four or five weekend classes. Uh, torch work is what I do. And I loved it. It's the same way you make like a small glass bead, like a Pandora bead is made in the same technology okay. that I use. Um, I loved it. I started doing Etsy and... Um, selling them on the air, selling them to friends, and they just took off, you know, just in the the local area that I was working in. Mm -hmm. My husband has also his own business, so he does web design. So it was like I had to make a choice. Am I going to keep teaching childbirth, or am I going to go with this company that I may have started with Glass Straws? Mm -hmm. So we decided to establish Strawsome. He came up with the name. He did all the web design. We've already, you know, had a couple of refreshes of our website. He does an awesome job with search engine optimization. So it gets us out there. Yeah. Like, 
is amazing. Like I have no idea how to do anything that he does and he doesn't know how to do anything that I do. So, Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you need those people that can do the computery thing. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. I can't, I barely turned yeah. on Skype this morning. Right. So, exactly. We have, we have people on our team that are really great at, you know, uh, using Facebook to market us because there's yeah. things you can do wrong and then you get kicked out and yeah. you know there's things like this crazy ridiculous world we live in you know so somebody that does Twitter for me and I love Instagram so I do the Instagram stuff for us so it's just you find what you're good at and you do you leave it to people that are really good at what they do you know yeah. the other stuff so and I will say yeah. your website is not only I mean the straws are awesome but there's <laughs> also just a total wealth of information about the environmental impact of single use mm-hmm. plastic and um videos of how you do your glass blowing and like it's on and on and on about um yeah cool information about the the backstory of your straws right. and i love we, that we want to make sure because it's such a unique product we want to make sure that people are educated on it just like we go to art fairs locally and we the things we say out loud over and over again we make sure that is well documented on our website, like the reasons to use a glass straw, the safety use of glass straws, like it's not as dangerous as you think when you first hear about it. So, you know, we, I appreciate hearing that because we work really hard to make sure everything is clear and straightforward and, you know, very well documented on the line. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have pictures of like your kids using glass straws. Mm-hmm. Cause I would imagine parents are like, Oh, Johnny's going to drop the straw or whatever. Right. But, and they um, may, and you know, but it, right. I, people always contact me. Like we can put blog posts up, we can do, you know, stuff on Facebook, whatever it is. But people always contact us and say, "Well, can my kids use it?" And I say, my one of my favorite stories is um, when my younger son, I made him like it looks like a little caterpillar on his straw, and we were out to dinner, and I said, "You don't horse around with it because you horse around with it, and you're gonna break it." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay, whatever." And he was probably five at the time mm-hmm. and he did it and he dropped it and he broke it. And I said, I'm not remaking it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get the privilege of all the other people that I remake their straws for that mm-hmm. I replace them. Cause I told you, and it's about teaching the younger yeah. generations to appreciate and have, you know, understand that this is a nice thing. It's not just plastic that you're going to throw around. You respect it. And yeah. it has been a great thing to teach my kids. And so that's why I tell people, you have to be able to teach your kids to respect it. Of course, like, a six month old isn't going to understand and you're going to hold it for them and things like that. So when they're four and they may be rowdy and you have to know your own kid, if you can teach them to respect it, they'll be able to use it. If you can't, they're not ready for it yet. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the talk a little bit about the type of glass that they're made out of. Cause I didn't know that either until right. reading your website um, <laughs> because it's really strong stuff. It's not like fragile, right. fragile. It's uh, so when you blow glass, when you have like a, a, a drinking glass that you have or a vase that is a crystal glass that they blow with, it's you know dipped into big vats of glass and blown really thin. What we use is called borosilicate glass, and that's the same glass as Pyrex glass. So, um, your coffee pots, your baking dishes, things like that that you know are really really durable can, can take high heat. Mm-hmm. That's what we use. It takes uh, 1500 degrees before that straw I'm making will change in any way, shape or form. So it has to get really hot. Okay. Yeah. Um, it could take cold. Uh, they actually use it in the windows and the space shuttles. So oh. it is really, really durable. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not going to bite into it and break it in your mouth. Cause that's what most people do with plastic straws is they bite them and they chew on them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to bite into our straws and break it in your mouth. Um, you know, we've actually had a customer down in, um, where are they at? One of the, in somewhere in South America. And they were using their straws, but the glasses were so weak that when they stirred their drink with their straw, they mm-hmm. broke the glass. Oh, jeez. 
So, you know, it's like it's a totally different kind of glass. So, again, about educating people and having them know that this is what this practice is made out of. Yeah, it's so great. So talk about uh, the different types of straws that you have. Um, you know, you put up a cool, um, I think it was a graphic or a video mm-hmm. recently about your little mm-hmm. cocktail straws. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got a whole bunch of different types of straws. Right. We have everything from what we call skinny straws, which is equivalent to like those little black plastic cocktail straws you get. So they come in six inch or eight inch or 10 inch. And we actually make it all the way up to 11 and a half inches. So you can put it in your Starbucks to go cup. Like it's a reusable to go cup that comes Mm -hmm. with a plastic straw. So you can replace um, that straw with that. We have regular widths, which is equivalent to a regular plastic straw you get in a restaurant for water and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we have smoothie widths. So if you have a thicker beverage like a shake or a smoothie, it can suck it up because it's a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bubble tea widths, which is a specialty, like, uh, I guess, I don't know where it's like in Asia or somewhere that they invented it. And it's like tapioca balls you suck up through yes. a straw. So we have that. Um, we have different lengths, like crazy lengths. We have a smoothie straw that can go right. It's called the blender smoothie straw that can go right into your blender container that's 12 <laughs> inches long. So you don't have to wash your cup, you know, yep. you know whatever. It. Just put it right in. <laughs> <going>. Exactly. <laughs> I made recently, in the last, I think it was win- this winter, Brian and I were bored one, you know, Friday evening and we had a wine bottle. <laughs> We made a wine bottle glass straw to go with it. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's 14 inches long and it's bent at the top so you can drink right out of your wine bottle if you want to. You know, some I are mean, just that is novelty items. Too. Some are more useful. So, yeah, like it's a fun gift idea. Um, uh, we have different colors of the tubing. Uh, I think there's like 10 different colors to choose from. We have designs to go on them, which is actually the same exact glass. It's just melted onto the surface of the glass. So, it's just as safe and it's melted on there. Okay. Um, we have bents. We have, you know, shorter ones that are for kids that, so that there's it's seven inches long or just for kids style. And it's a regular width or smoothie width. And it's bent in a way so that they don't tip their glass over when they're trying to drink out of a longer straight straw. Gotcha. Um, I mean, we have so many skews to keep up with. It's, you know, people ask me, are you going to ever make stirs? Are you going to make this? Are you going to make that? I'm like, no, I got enough to keep up with now. Like, <laughs> just enough to do so because <laughs> you still make all of them right I do I make yeah. all of them you know it, it's a lot of uh stocking up a lot of the time so that I can work on you know specialty projects or custom orders or wholesale orders and distributor orders and I mean we have distributors all over the world from Canada to Australia New Zealand UK Bulgaria I mean it's they're all over the place so yeah yeah it's amazing I love it. Somebody, I was telling somebody that I was going to interview you, and they were like, that's like a whole business, like, glass straw. Like, and I was like, yeah, crazy. like, legit support a whole family business. Like, uh-huh. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I heard of you from the Nourish to Flourish Society, mm-hmm. ladies. Um, yeah. Because somebody. one of my good friends, yeah. yeah she had a picture yeah. of a smoothie with a cool straw in it. And, of mm-hmm. course, everyone's like, where'd you get that straw? Right. Um, and then they just sent out as a thank you to their mm-hmm. Nourish to Flourish people the custom straws. And I was yep. like, oh, that's so exciting. And so you got one like, with their screen printing on it. Yes. That's yep. something new that we're doing. We haven't even put it out on the website as an option yet mm-hmm. and we have so many orders for it because people want something unique on their straw mm-hmm. and sometimes you know they they envision it being a decoration that we can put on it you know with their initials for their wedding or whatever it is and I'm like well do you want to pay ten dollars per straw 
Right. For a wedding favor for 170 people, probably not because it's a lot of work to do those little glass decorations. So we offer as an alternative, we got it invested in a screen printing machine, just like you would do for screen printing on a T-shirt. And we could screen print on the straws. So we can't even post it on the website that it's available yet because we have so many orders to do. So, well, it's the coolest thing. And I think, um, I mean, especially for them because they're always promoting smoothies in the morning Mm -hmm. and it just makes total sense. But really for anyone with like, oh, it's just the best thing, I think. (laughs) And it came with a little cleaner brush. Yeah, the the cleaning brush. We have cleaning brushes that fit um, all of our straws. They don't fit the skinny ones so well, but skinny ones, you shouldn't be sucking any smoothies through that would get stuck. Our straws are dishwasher safe. But if you don't rinse it right away, it might not come clean in the dishwasher, just like any dish. So the cleaning brush is good if something gets stuck in there. Um, We also have uh, little... Uh, carrying cases and pouches that you can take your straw out with you if you want to go to a restaurant and refuse your plastic straw on the go. Mm-hmm. So you can always have it with you in your purse and bag or whatever, ready to just refuse the plastic ones. Yeah. And waiters and waitresses are finally catching on. You know, they understand if you go there a lot to a certain place, they they know us as the Strassen family in our neck of the woods. <laughs> You're getting yourself a bit of a reputation. We did, and I'm like, I think kind of silly sometimes, but whatever, you know? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and I think more and more, like you said, you're not going to be like the crazy unicorn that's like, no straw, please, and you whip out your glass straw. People are just going to be like, that's totally rad. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, a lot of restaurants are just getting rid of plastic straws, too, which is awesome. I'm so happy they're doing because I think the stat that we send out with every order on our card says 500 million plastic straws are used every day, every single day, just in the U.S. So, you know, you add in all these other big countries and people are using them like, you know, I'm. it's really heartwarming and wonderful to see like the, I think UK McDonald's is all going paper straws. Okay. Which is amazing, but yes. unfortunately, the board members of McDonald's in the U.S. refused that. Surprise. So, it's another reason not to eat there, but, you know, whatever. Right? <laughs> you don't need more reasons to not Right, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, and I think if you watch one video with, like, some poor sea turtle getting some plastic mm-hmm. something pulled out of their nose or stomach or whatever, it just yep. breaks your heart. It does. And, yeah. So, I think there's tons of reasons. Um Right. The other reason I found you, so after the Nurse Flourish people put a picture up, I was looking on your website, and you have straws for a cause, which Mm -hmm. I think is so cool. So my husband particularly loves Sea Shepherd, and we've supported them for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, George, they have a straw. It's amazing. (laughs) And you donate some serious money from each straw. We do. I think, like, I think it's every quarter we donate. um, And I think we just wrote a check. The turtle ones are our most popular, so they get the most money. And I think it's, I forget what the 30% from each straw. So if you use a coupon code and it knocks it down in price, it's a percentage of what you actually paid that goes, you know. But we, I think it was like $2,000. We just, I have some I have Brian does the numbers. I don't know, but it was a good chunk of change. And we, yeah. he's like, I feel it feels so good because being uh, self-employed and we, my husband started his business right before the recession hit and it was 2005 when he started. So when the recession hit, we lost everything. And, you know, when you have a heart for giving and you can't give because you don't have money, it's really hard. Like you want to be able to do all these things, 
So this is being self-employed. It's an awesome way to give back to organizations that you believe in because there's a lot of organizations that I don't believe in, you know. So this is uh, we, we, we research who we're partnering with. They're ethical companies. We know who's getting the money. We know what they're doing with it. We've visited a lot of these places. So we're just we're we're mindful of what we're doing. We're a mindful company. We're not just doing it to make money, you know. So, yeah. So cool. And there's so many options, too, if you're yeah. into saving wildlife or mm-hmm. childhood nutrition or right. whatever. There's tons of cool organizations on there, many that I have not even heard of. So that's yeah. very cool. Um, what do you love the most about your job? You know, I love the flexibility of my job. You know, if I, because I work from home, people are like, oh, you're going to have to go expand. You're going to have to get this shop. And you're, I'm like... I'm okay. You know, it's so far, there's times where it's stressful, but I get through it, you know, and I love the flexibility that if what I do is I work on straws during the day Mm -hmm. and I do it in the morning because I have to be in the garage because I have a propane and oxygen powered torch and it's, you know, has to have open air Mm -hmm. so I can work when it's cool and then I can go get my kids from school and then in the evening is when I wrap up orders and we ship them out the next morning. I go to the post office before the post office even opens. I drop Mm -hmm. them off. It's just, I like being able to work at my own pace and my own flexibility and know that it's, it's working. Sometimes it doesn't work great, but most of the time it works really good for our family. It gives me a chance to be with my kids and have them see that mom is doing something rather than just being a mom so that when they are gone from my, my home and they're on their own, that they, you know, I have something that, that fulfills me, that I know is mine that I love and that I can do until I'm done doing it. You know, yeah. who knows, who knows if I'll be, I'll be like 90 and still on the right. porch with my, my crinkled up old hands and, you know, <laughs> Out I know in the they're going to crinkle up. I know they're gonna crinkle. I'm gonna have the worst arthritis in the world. I just know it. So just work really hard. And, you know, I appreciate so many of our customers that just really support us, you know, and it's, it's really lovely thing. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I usually ask three questions at the end, which are mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of not Random. super businessy related, <laughs> yeah, but okay. you know, whatever, we'll see where it goes. So I usually ask people um, where they feel the most seen and heard. And mm-hmm. I ask that question just because I, I like to connect my listeners to businesses and people and communities that they might not have heard of or that they might not feel like they have anything in common with. Mm-hmm. So they might not think that they have anything in common with someone that's an artist and has their own business. Um, so these kind of more people-centric questions, I mm-hmm. think people really connect with. So when do you, either a person that makes you feel the most seen or heard or a space, um, and it's kind of funny because I was looking at your questions, you know, last week, and and the last question is going to kind of counter contradict what I'm going to say now. But uh, social media, um, I think it you know has its bonus, its good points, and its bad points. Um, and if you can control what you're bringing into your life and make it a good thing through social media versus the negative things that make you not feel good about yourself, I think it's a wonderful thing. So I feel Strawsome is most heard through social media. Um, It's a great way to get just an image out there to somebody and they can understand it. And it's, it's an addictive thing that people are addicted to. And I get that, but it's also a great way. It's like the new newspapers, you know, it's the way newspapers used to be. And, um, you know, like one of the posts that I just did on Instagram was of a, I don't know what kind of bird, what is it? It was like a long beak, long legged bird on Instagram. And it had a 
plastic bag just come like the wind had blown it all onto its body and its face you know and like you said the video of the turtle with the straw up its nostril like people get get that yeah like they get that the world doesn't revolve around them and what they just eat for dinner you know it's not what social media is for to me and i wouldn't even be on facebook if it weren't for straws and being on there you know it's it's an awesome way to be heard and let people know you know yeah. what's going on in some place other than where they're at yeah for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i think like you said it can be an awful thing of course if you let mm-hmm. anything get to be too much or too often it's going to be awful but right yeah i think if you follow the right people and looking for the right thing it's it's a great tool for right. sure yeah um, so next question, how do people create, if they want more connection or community in their world, what is a way they can do that? And we, maybe social media is one of those ways, right. but, um, any other thoughts on that question? I think, um, you know, getting away from social media in a way mm-hmm. also would make you be more connected with people, um, yeah. talking to your neighbors, you know, um, giving life to the people that are in your world that matter to you and doing things with them and, you know, getting rid of the people that are on social media and aren't making you feel good about yourself. I was dealing with, I was dealing with this week, this weekend. So I just unfollow, you know, I don't go on it as much. I, you know, try to be aware of it. And I just connect with the people that mean a lot to me in my life. And it builds you up more than the way that social media brings you down. So, yeah. Or a straw for somebody. Yeah, exactly. That is going to make them connect to you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last question is my personal favorite. So favorite things. I know, of course, straw, glass straws. But anything else you're just loving that's kind of giving you life and happiness these days? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And um, there's a couple different things. There's um, besides glass straws. But to go with the glass straw is my Arctic yeah. tumbler we have on our website. And I found them. And they fit our straws perfectly. And I drink more water because it's cold. Yeah, I love it. So that's a simple little thing that I love. Um, a little bit of a bigger thing that I love is we just got a tower garden, which is like a um, hydroponic way of growing your own food uh-huh. in your home. And it's a lot. It's a bit of work, just like any gardening is. But mm-hmm. I, I I enjoy it. And I found that I'm not worried about getting salmonella from my spinach or you know things like that. So yes. Um, Does it and then, grow year round? Mm-hmm. You could put it indoors. Okay. But like it right has now, you have it outside. I actually have it in the basement right now because we have a lot of deer and they would just eat yep. everything off of it. Like I planted it for them. Like I had deer, deer in the backyard eating my raspberries last night and I was yelling. I'm like, you're fired for being a deer. I was just yelling. Like, I don't know what I was fair. doing. They just look at me like, no, I'm going to eat this. I don't yeah. care about you. So um, um, it can grow out. It can go outside, but um, it, we have ours in our basement just to be mindful of the animals and that to actually um, have something at the end yeah yep. yes. um <laughs> and then kind of something as uh purposeful thing that i'm loving right now is um i have the book right here actually what's it called zero waste living is a book by bia johnson okay. um we saw a uh a lecture by her in chicago in Last month, I don't know. I don't even know what month it is. I think it was May, April. I don't know. But um, it's a way of just being mindful of all the stuff you don't need that you're bringing into your world, whether it's, you know, extra straws or um, extra bags. You know, it could be as simple as that or it could be as, like, simple as you 
can you make your own dishwashing detergent mm-hmm. and not have all that packaging? Because you pay for the packaging. You don't pay for the product inside. Right. Um, and kind of weeding things out of my life, like, do I need four strainers? Mm-hmm. No. I just use one strainer. I don't need four strainers. I don't know where I got these other three from, but I just need one. You know, and um, just being mindful when you purchase something, like, do I need this? I mean, it's kind of contradictory to me selling straws, but, you know, it's, it, it, if that straw is going to take away from you buying 50 plastic straws, right? your zero-waste living is going down. So, um, and just, you know, like kids, they have so much stuff and they get so much stuff and, you know, they bring home so much stuff, like from birthday parties and stuff and just kind of teaching them as well like are you going to actually play with this because you don't actually need more toys you have plenty of stuff you yeah know? um yeah for sure I think it's, yeah it's, it's tricky with kids because I think they will go and they get like the little goodie bags of like mm-hmm. the plastic whatever and the plastic doodah and the whatever and you're oof. yeah yeah it's just it's so hard yeah my kids actually forgot theirs at a birthday party uh-huh. this winter and somebody texted me like oh your kids forgot their goodie bags and like they didn't even know that they forgot them and they won't even remember like I've actually had friends give glass straws to kids at parties which is pretty awesome yeah it's like something that they are excited about that they'll use every day hopefully enjoy and you know not have a bunch of stuff under their bed that you just find randomly one day yes all the things yeah all the things yeah well, I am so grateful that you came on and chatted about your straws and the, this, the whole thing. It's so mm-hmm. cool. I will, of course, link to your website and Thank all the cool know. videos and all of that on in the show notes so people can go find all of these rad straws. Um, so thank you so much for taking time out today to chat with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was fun. Good time. <laughs> okay, wasn't that great? Go get yourself some glass straws. So fun. This is Andrea popping in just for your intermission. Hit pause if you need to, drink some water, pet your dog, reply to your emails, do whatever, and then forge ahead. Monica Randall's and Nutcase Vegan Meats is up next. So today I'm excited to um, have Monica Randall's on my podcast. How are you today? Good, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. It always means so much to me when people are willing to come hang out for half an hour or hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we are going to talk about is lots of things, but primarily a business that you and your husband decided to open. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- tell just a little intro about who you are and whatever you want to say about yourself, and then we'll kind of get in that direction. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, my I'm a pediatrician here in town, and my uh, husband is a physician as well. And we went vegetarian in 2010, and I discovered I had a dairy allergy, or I had a lot of okay. inflammation. Yeah. So that was a big... Um, Deal had some severe back pain in 2010, uh-huh. and uh, I couldn't shake it, uh, you know, with ibuprofen and everything and exercise. So um, I had herniated two discs the year before, and so I went on this clean diet where yeah. you have to do an elimination diet. And from there, I discovered uh, coffee, refined sugar, and uh, dairy. Mm-hmm. were triggers for me. Okay. So that summer, um, we, uh, the house got gutted of cow's milk, 
and um, you know refined sugar. Yeah. Um, and that was a little bit of a change for the family, but yeah. you know they survived. <laughs> uh, and then my husband uh, showed saw with the kids uh, Food Inc. in late yeah. August. And uh, after that, my daughter said, mm, I'm going vegetarian. And so we all decided in September that we would go vegetarian. Okay. Um, so when then you are vegetarian and no dairy, you're pretty much vegan. Yeah, right. So <laughs> we were like, huh. Yeah, by but, default. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was one of those things where uh, we had been locavores. You know, we got our meat from Crestwood Farms and uh, yes. eggs and everything. So, you know, we were... Uh, just trying to eat carefully and healthy, but still I was having these issues and yeah. my back pain completely cleared up, uh, eliminating those things. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that's been an incredible journey too, as two physicians were sort of like, this this doesn't make any sense. You know, we, we aren't taught any of this biochemistry yeah. in our training. Right. So, um, you know, now in retrospect, the book, How Not to Die, I don't know if you've read it or heard about it. No. Um, Michael Greger, he looks at nutrition facts, so uh, studies all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and his uh, grandmother's story was interesting. And uh, But now it makes a lot of sense when we listen to a podcast that he has or his book. Uh -huh. um, and it's like, oh, this there is a ton of biochemistry happening that is underappreciated and, and, as he explains it, um, sort of purposefully quashed so sure. it's not taught. Um, you know, the dairy industry has a lot of um, interest in um, uh, not having some of these studies out. Right. So, or like Probably how... like pharmaceuticals and all of that plays exactly. into it too. Yeah, yeah. nobody yeah. really wants you to heal yourself with food. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, and then uh, when you hear these confounding um, um, stories of like, why are eggs bad for you? Oh no, eggs are good for you. Yeah. He reconciles a lot of that. You know, is coconut oil good for you? Is it bad for you? Um, and then has good scientific studies with data to back it up. Interesting. So okay. That's really appeal. That was really appealing to us. Um, and uh, a dietitian at the hospital had told Andrew about it, and it just hadn't gotten you know on his radar. But then after we made the switch and we we're looking around, okay, what are we going to do healthy food wise? And we had uh, they were like ten and twelve at the time, and suddenly we're like. We've got to feed these kids who are used to, you know, homemade Italian sausage and homemade Polish sausage. So yes. like, we've got to come up with some good substitutes for this so we can help them, you know, eat well. Otherwise, yeah. you're eating a lot of fillers. If you're eating a lot of, um, uh, you know, eight years ago, if you were looking at foods that were, um, that were vegan, there yeah. a lot of fillers, artificial, heavily processed. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, okay. And I had just done this whole clean diet, so I was like, I'm not going back on a lot of these things, so we're going to have to figure this out. So like yeah. brown rice, quinoa, tree nuts, soaking these things. Uh, so after a while, after we sort of realized, okay, we can't really buy anything at the store that we want to feed ourselves on a regular basis. Yep. That we were just going to make some something at home that you know what is sausage, but a ground meat and seasoning. 
Yeah. So we were like, okay, we can do something. And we have these seasonings because we did make our own sausage previously. You know, we made chorizo. We used to live in Texas. Okay, yeah. For three years. So yeah. we really knew what good chorizo tasted like. Yeah. So we were like, okay, we did this previously. We'll just do this with a, you know, a vegan thing for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so we, as we sort of went along, my husband became interested in, um, his brother was doing a food business at the time. He has a long history. Okay. Uh, uh, what is it? Yogi Teas are his um, tea company. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and uh, Golden Temple Cereals. Okay. And, um, they, those companies got sold, um, but he was head of R&D. So he knew got a lot it. of the food business. So he was like, well, you know, just keep tracking what you're doing, make small tweaks. And so then, um, Andrew, we had had experienced a bunch of losses. My mother died when, uh, let's see, uh, the kids were much younger, 2001. Um, and this was uh, 2009 when this, so I had recovered at least somewhat from that. Yeah. But the, um, his sister had died. Uh, and then his mother had cancer, and then, uh, like, a few years later, 2014, another brother had cancer. They've all passed. Oh, so, my gosh, yes. Uh, some of his um, um, grief work mm-hmm. was by just, like, okay, I'm just going to keep working through these batches and iterations yes. and share this with colleagues and see what they think. And yes. there were some foodies that he uh, that are our friends, and we would say, okay, what do you think of this? And yep trying to go through all of that. So, you know, yeah. our, our journey is about health, but it's sort of like the lows and mental health and emotional health and physical health. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we've come up with this product that, um, <laughs> Here we you thought, are. why not? Yes, why At not just point, make a whole business? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At one point, Andrew was um, handing off all these products, so you know he'd only make a small patch, and all of a sudden, the, the it's going out the door. And I said, "Well, fine, let's try and get this to the market, because I would love to just go to the grocery store and buy some right. versus waiting for you to yes. create this." And, so. <laughs> yeah, we want some yeah. for our breakfast or yes. whatever. Yes. yes, so if yeah. we could keep some around, that would yes. be nice. That yeah. would be really nice. So that was fun. In 2016, January of 2016. Uh, Alan uh, at uh, Kingma's, uh, we, they were the first store. Oh, and they okay. Us on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegan GR had a connection with them that they were um, helping him sort of grow that vegan section. Yeah. And um, then uh, they reached out to him, and then he saw our products. At that time, we launched Trizo Hot Italian and our uh, breakfast sausage. Mm-hmm. And um, and then our Nutty Burger came in August of that year. But we it was just something, you know, where you just keep going with stuff. And, yeah. And suddenly, you, yeah. <laughs> you own a Nutty Business. Nice, yeah, not yeah, case vegan meats. meats. Um, and what I love about your story, we were talking a little bit before I hit record, that um, I think food choices and ways of eating um, can be divisive, I think. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, you know, as a social worker, I think it, it's probably a lot about what people feel inside of themselves. Like, I could never do that, and that mm-hmm. is a better way, and I don't match up to that. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying those real feelings, they're just going to say, well, that's ridiculous, and that's all, you know, hippie nonsense or whatever right. <laughs> people feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and people just don't understand the motivations for going vegan or vegetarian or whatever choices mm-hmm. people make. But um, I think it's super interesting that your story, yours and your husband's, is wrapped up in, yes, a physical choice about making yourself healthier, but also like what you talked about, like it's um, like Andrew was working through grief and mm-hmm. like so many things right. can go into those decisions mm-hmm. and like your daughter's decision after watching a movie and, yeah. you know, doing things as a family and that all goes into to it people right. I think need to be open to that nuanced story behind everyone's decision making mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it was just kind of this little ride all the way to nutcase vegan meats right yeah. <laughs> yeah and our son he was like oh I'm not ready to give up meat when we but he yeah. all agreed in September and then after September he's sort of like now you know you go through uh, just a process I think people yeah. are afraid of that change too like okay yes. what will that journey look like I'm used to being myself yep what you think is you know whatever and then to change is is scary but yeah I think the back pain was such a motivator for me yeah that um I just couldn't get relief yeah um, that I was like I've got to get this unstiff and so that take doing that clean I'll, I've told people I don't know, probably 150 people. You should do the clean diet. You should, you know, try this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, oh, I can't give up coffee. Or yeah. I can't give up alcohol. Chocolate? What? No. You know, and it's like, it's only for three weeks. You right. Survive. Yeah. I used to be a sugar addict. Yeah. And that really helped me um, break that. Yeah. So that was, yeah, yeah, it was really. Yeah, I think all of those things are so common. We all mm-hmm. have our thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. coffee, sugar, whatever it is. That's right. a satiating thing for for us yeah um so your company now we mentioned it's called nutcase vegan meats Mm -hmm. and i will tell you i've never had any desire to eat any meat substitute type product yes and people should know yes it's called nutcase vegan meats but it's just it's like its own little special category like Mm. it's so delicious Mm. i'm not vegan yeah um i would eat it all the time great um it's so yummy thank you yeah so kudos to you and andrew you've come up with like this yes it can fill in as a meat uh, type thing on your plate Mm -hmm. but it also is just like this whole other wonderful thing Mm, yeah thank you so where is it and you know what does the business look like now yeah 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 so we formed our llc in 2014 but we didn't start selling until 16 okay takes a long time especially with a business and or you know we have our own day jobs yes and then we uh had those kids teenagers yeah. at home yes so they were our first job yeah. you know so that was really in trying to exercise and everything so it's been um probably slower than some people would like it to happen but mm-hmm. you know it, it's moving along uh, mm-hmm. We are now all over um, the state of Michigan, even in the UP. Okay. We're in Wisconsin. We have six stores in Chicago now. Uh, Indiana, uh, two stores in Indiana, and then uh, Strongsville, Ohio, Austin, Texas. Um, so we've got some, um, Very yeah, some cool. vegan stores, and then uh, co-ops and health food stores in um, like Kingmas, um, you know, kind of a farm i forget what they would call themselves but it's a they're a funny um, little store yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of these yes. stores oh uh nino's over bushes were in on the east side of the state okay um so these specialty markets yeah, yeah so here in grand rapids we're in martha's vineyard 
all the Harvest Healths, Horrocks, uh, Kingmas, both Kingmas, and then um, we're also on the Lakeshore uh, too. Okay. And some of the uh, health food stores there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really been, uh, and we're trying to, you know, not only be disruptive in just the vegan sector where yep. it's it's healthy, and we I totally am so thrilled that you find it healthy and nourishing and delicious yeah because that was our goal it's like okay you don't have to eat vegan and just be like this is a sacrifice i'm eating a crappy diet for the animals or i'm eating a crappy diet for the planet right but then you are not healthy yourself yeah that's not good yeah so you know you see a lot of sugar a lot of fillers yeah. on those shelves and it's like you've got to nourish yourself yeah and so that was our big big goal um, when we made the product was, okay, tree nuts, high in satiety, Wal walnuts have great um, omega-3s, flax seed, hemp seed, um, all these things have, you know, more fiber, mm -hmm. uh, omega-3s, um, micronutrients, and we minimally process it. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's cooked and then it's packaged and then you have to cook it to brown it. Yeah. But, um, except for our nutty loaf that's coming out, but the, everything else you have to brown. And um, that that was all really intentional. Yeah, so we that that was our our journey. Yeah, was figuring that out and the and the flavors we wanted them to be true to the product chorizo breakfast sausage without being like ooh this is over meaty. Yeah, um, where it, that can be a big turnoff too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I I love to cook, um, mm. and I've used it a whole bunch of times. The mm. all of yeah. the different products, and it still yeah. feels like you said it's not like I'm gonna eat some fake meat. Like right, <laughs> it's yeah. like really legit yummy, mm. mm -hmm. and it feels like I I love to cook and I love to eat, so I want it to still be like joyful and exactly. happy food. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um. So yeah, not just because. I'm just not going to eat it if it's like, exactly. this is what I have to eat now, yes, you know? Yes, yes. So it's that's really so fun. If you've got, well, we, and that's the, a really fun thing that we have when we're doing these demos. Yes. Where we'll run into people, 40s, 50s, um, who have had to change, you know? Yeah. A uh, guy had a heart attack and, you know, we run into him at the store and he's, he's like, I'm vegan. Right. And we're like, whoa. Right. Something bad happened to right. you know, stroke or, you know, but no, heart no. attack. And he was like, but, you know, he's like, I've got to do this to clean up. But he was miserable. Yes. And he tried our products and he's like, oh my gosh, this is so uh, great and mm -hmm. satisfying and it tastes like a real product. We often have to flag people down. Like, no, this is vegan, you know, for some people. Yeah. And because they're like, ooh, it looks too meaty. Yeah. Um, where, you know, it's like, no, this is all tree nuts, brown rice, and quinoa. Not at all um, something you can't eat. Yes. Uh, if, and then, you know, for the healthy, the health conscious person or, you know, meatless Monday, something like that. Yes. It still should bring you joy. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. I bet you have to flag down the other people too that are yes. like vegan meats. Like, I'm not going to taste no, that. Right. right. <laughs> and then yeah. they taste it and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, very cool. So what is your favorite part? I'm sure there are lots of challenges mm -hmm. with owning a small business, small yes. food business. Yes. Um, but what's your favorite part? What brings you the most joy about doing this? Uh, I think two things. Just personally, um, having the product and when we eat it, you know, it makes a great lasagna, it makes a great pot sticker. 
and you really feel like this is just so tasty and yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and then it is just great connecting with people, hearing yeah. about their journey and how, um, you know, they've had to make a change or they'll bring food into the house because, oh, my daughter, you know, an older person, daughter's living with them, uh, is vegan. This is great. I can even eat this myself. Yes. You know, and ultimately, that's going to help that person eat. Eating more plants is better for yep. you. So it's that... That's the most fun for us. Yeah. Uh, it's neat, though, too. Our kids are, they're like, wow, we're a little intimidated by you guys. You know, you're like, okay, first your doctors. And right. they're like, yeah, and we never encourage them to, you know, they need to follow their own path. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, and then you guys create this food business. And it's like, this only shows you guys, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You have good brains. You have a good work ethic. You can just buckle in and get something done. Yeah. And, you know, it may take four or eight or ten years or twelve years, but you're still, you know, picking away at something and it makes a difference in the long run. Yeah. So for sure. That's that's fun too. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know you and Andrew, your husband, together well, because I've never met you together. Um, when listeners should know I used to work with your husband a long time ago. That's how I followed the nutcase journey. Um but I think your kids probably also, they know that the partnership makes it happen. So you yes. and Andrew working together and making life happen and making this little nutcase dream happen, um, yeah. you know, it helps to have a really cool person help you along the, along the way. It really um, does. Yeah. That is a challenge, though. Mm -hmm. I never yeah. <laughs> expected I would work with my husband. Mm -hmm. I, well, you know, they're like... As we went through, he's an internist, I'm a pediatrician, so they're like, oh, you could open an office together. Right. And it's like, and you're like I don't think no. I would want to. <laughs> so that has been another, you know, just personal journey and yeah. growing. And it's like, wow, we have to, you know, in some areas should be like, yeah, we can we can split the difference on this. It's not that big of a right. deal, but no. Yeah, yeah it does to. make you closely collaborate. <laughs> yeah, when otherwise maybe. Yeah, the work right. at least has been separate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't right. think about that. Yeah. Um, you, I saw just looking this morning on Facebook, have an event coming up, right? The mm -hmm. Nutty Burger Bash. Yes. I will do my very yes. best to get this podcast episode up so people can oh, hear wonderful. about this on the episode before right. the event. Yes. So tell me about what happens at the Nutty Burger Bash. It's on the uh, 12th, so Sunday the 12th. Uh, one to five, I believe. I had been telling everyone two to five, but I think I saw on the flyer one to five. Okay. And uh, you can come and walk on there and get a ticket. And um, it's twelve dollars. You get uh, all vegan food, uh, our nutty burger, uh, potato salad, some beans. You know, uh, Boston baked beans. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Rise Bakery is doing the uh, cookie this year. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll have a uh, volleyball net is there. So we'll have volleyball and uh, cornhole. Everyone seems to love that. Right. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, we'll we'll get some of those games. Also, last year was our first year we did it, and it was really a good success. It was um, a lot of fun. People just came out and. Uh, people like events so yeah. you know and the the food is great there we'll have uh, beer or pop um, also yeah and um, we try and also do this very um, plastic free so um, there won't be any plastic at the event very cool and we um, 
try and compost everything we can, and then the cans are re- all recyclable. So wonderful. Yeah. And did yeah. you say where it is? Uh, Riverside Park. Riverside Park. That's yes. right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very and cool. In the uh, north entrance, there is a lot of Riverside Park. Yeah. People get a little uh, confused, but we're going to be again at the Riverside Pavilion, which is this near the river, uh, near the north exit. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Yeah. I love it. Yes. So anything else you want to tell people about Nutcase Vegan Meats that I did not ask you? Yeah, no. Um, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, and we have a website. Um, so and I'll uh, link to are... all those in oh, my show notes, too. Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, so people can find you. And yeah. probably link to a few of the stores that people, at least local people, can yes. um, find your products easily. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, on the website, too, we have it listed. Oh, good. Yes. But yeah. It's interesting how I think people... Um, uh, I'm always surprised when a millennial's like, oh, you guys have an instant uh, Instagram. <laughs> Like, yes. Jeez, I'm 50. And I look look and see if somebody has an Instagram. We can do things (laughs) when we're 40 and 50. It's fine. Yes. I love it. That was so funny. (laughs) I just thought it was, you know, like nobody had, some people don't even search or whatever. So it's just, um, you know, keeping, trying to get the word out. Uh, and, um, you know, that uh, it's a healthy, clean product that is uh, good for everyone to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And good for the environment. Good yes. for all the things. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrap up with a few questions okay. that yeah. I prompted you with. I know some of my, like, people that own businesses are like, what in the world are these questions? Um, but we're just going to go with it. Yes. Um, so one is... If people desire to make more genuine connection or create more genuine community, what is a way that you feel like people could do that? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, start a business and then do right. demos. <laughs> yes. Actually, even people just volunteering to do demos. Uh, yeah. It's a crazy, uh, it's very vulnerable, you know, yeah. especially if it's your own business. Uh, but then you're going out there and you have to sort of figure out how to flag people down and make that connection. Yes. It's, um, it's very interesting, but it's a, it's yeah. a lot of fun where you'll think, oh, this person's not going to try it or not like it or whatever. We were in Canton at a grand opening and this person had a shopping cart full of Fruit Loops and things. It uh-huh. was, yes. Like, the sale was a dollar or something. And so people came in for something like that and they were like, hey vegan sausage you want to try some and they bought like every uh product too so love it yeah yeah yes you you can't make any uh assumptions about people right you know and and not just because i'm trying to flag my business but you know it's like that's how you get through those barriers yes by just sort of meeting people as person-to-person level yes. um, is, is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much because it's so true. Yeah, you would never think Fruit Loop Mountain Dew person is going to, you know, whatever right. that we think that looks like. Right. My family and I just visited Boonville, Kentucky. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure no one else that I'm is listening to this right now has been there because there's only 80 people in that huh. town. And my sister-in-law and brother-in-law with, and my two nieces just moved there. Oh. So we went to visit. Um, and it's, I think there's just places that maybe they've never even heard of 
making a meat substitute out of nuts and brown rice. You know, like, that's just not on the radar. And then when it is, they may or may not be super open to that. And just being ready and willing to make that connection, Mm -hmm. I think, is brilliant. And Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. And food is such a, I mean, it can be divisive. But I think Mm -hmm. most of the time it's a connector, just eating together. Yes. I love Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the demos are, like, you guys with a hot plate and a frying pan, like making food, yes. right? And then yes. you just kind of share it. Give okay. some samples, right? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question mm-hmm. is, and this might even be more weird. Um, <laughs> where is a place that either you or Andrew or both of you feel the most genuinely seen and heard? Mm. So I, mm-hmm. not to like project this on you, but I think as physicians and maybe even business owners, people are like, well, they are on another level. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I couldn't possibly relate to them or they might make assumptions about you because you have those two titles. Right. So feeling mm-hmm. yourself in spaces without your title preceding you mm-hmm. um, may or may not be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So places that you feel like people see you, get you. Yeah. Jeez, you know, I think people are so, uh, like, quick to make assumptions all the time that mm-hmm. it's hard to feel really... Um, that people really get you anywhere. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, th- so there's a, we really so obviously whatever we do we tend to get into it whole hog. Right. So we. <laughs> That's uh, clear. Yes. <laughs> um, we do. Um, we have uh, in Texas when we lived way down in Harlingen, Texas, mm-hmm. near the border. We became aware that okay, there are native plants because impatience and boxwood is not doing well. And in, in that when we bought our house, that was the was there. Okay, and it's like okay, what is native down here? It's certainly not this. And so we got into native plants, and we came up to Michigan. Uh huh. We then learned that all these sort of wildflowers that we thought were wildflowers were actually non-natives. Okay. So that now our yard is totally native. We live in Grand Rapids. Gotcha. And, and when we lived in the East, we had converted a lot of it too. But then we live now in Grand Rapids, and so it's fun. And then yes. Marywood, we live near Marywood. They have a prairie, and we have a prairie. So it's this fun yes. connection. So. Being that prairie and going to this wildflower association of Michigan meeting, very cool. Total, uh, just plant nerds. Yes, you know? and that's like so much fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where a place where yeah you wouldn't think. Yep. Okay, but this is really it appeals to you at so many levels. You know. Yeah. So good for the earth. Uh, nerdy. And, yes. Uh, inquisitive yep. and but. Um, we um, had a monarch caterpillar in our yard on our uh, milkweed. So cool. Yes, yes. So yes. we were just like, yes, that happened this earlier this summer, uh, a couple weeks ago. Very so, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah. you know, so gratifying to be. And um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some may be most seen in nature, too, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. where you're not being seen, but um, right. you just feel the most home or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. I had yeah. another guest that said one of her favorite things. That's our next question. But she said one of her favorite things was milkweed. Oh. And I was like, I just love that answer. That's yes. so fantastic. But yeah. yeah, that episode's not up yet. But I love it. <laughs> Um, so moving right into that, um, yeah. I don't know if you and Andrew had a chance to talk about favorite things or just you, but just right. things you're loving. Cause I think people kind of like the wildflowers and, mm-hmm. um, or prairie native plants, people connect through favorite things or things that yeah. you really geek out about. Right. Um, so 
what is what are you guys loving lately? Yeah. Yes. Well, our native uh, plants, and uh-huh. our native yard, even great in the winter. Yeah. You know, we figured out oh, we need a few more evergreens in the yard for getting through that long Michigan yeah. winter. You need some more visual interest, right? <laughs> it is long. Yes, it is long. we forget in these brief summers. We're right? Like, yeah. oh, this is how it always is. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> so yes, being uh, it, with nature and plants. With native plants, this is really um, awesome. I think also, um, I had heard this. Uh, David Lynch um, is, uh, you know, movie. Uh, I don't know, director, producer, something like that. I think he's a director, developer, and uh, he has a book. Um, and I, I wrote it down because I can't remember the title of it. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Oh, here it is: Catching the Big Fish. Uh, meditation, uh, uh, consciousness, and creativity. Mm-hmm. Really, an interesting book. And Andrew's Andrew's such a um, fanboy for uh, Thoreau. Uh-huh. He listened to this. He read this uh, biography about Thoreau, and the, he does transcendental meditation. David Lynch does transcendental meditation. Uh-huh. And and we've been trying to have a meditation practice, you know, for years now. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, transcendental meditation apparently you're supposed to sort of meditate twice a day 20 minutes twice a day okay and um, you know before you go off and do your stuff and then like before dinner kind of a thing gotcha so um, that has been that has been really good to help us because we tend to overdo everything so then you know it's like we had to make a rule shut down after like 730 no more talk about work yes Um, that kind of thing so Meditation has really been helpful to, like, okay, no, we we can't change the world in a day. Yeah, we can't build a business in a day, so yeah. we have to oh, just keep moving along. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, because when you're all in, people right, and you yeah. have big feelings about all the causes and all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be hard to just be like, whew, get back to center. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So meditation and, and yes. that, that book is is really good. Um, and then uh, the Thoreau book. Um, um, my actual most favorite book is uh, this uh, interesting book about a Zen monk, Rokan, R Y O K A N, and Sky Above Great Wind. And okay. It's a, and it's a book about his life, and then it has his poetry. Cool. It, it, um, I listen to it on Audible a lot yeah. when I just whatever for some reason. But I just love it. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. Prairie <laughs> and meditation and yeah. a monk. It's wonderful. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yes. Thank I you for just me. can't get enough of people's stories. Obviously, mm. that's my my thing. So I just love hearing the the journey to Nutcase Vegan Meats and everything that surrounds it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. So yeah, congrats on the coolest business around. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I would hazard a guess at the beginning of both of these interviews, you thought glass straws? Really? Vegan meats? What in the world? But now you've been introduced to both. You sat right down in that middle seat and learned all about these two businesses 
and two worldviews and two people and two ways of living that you might not have considered. This type of connection is my heart. I hope you'll check out these businesses and share them with your people. You're going to love both of them. And now you've considered ways to be more sustainable, more locally minded, maybe choose aspects of veganism. Um, even if you're not totally vegan, just kind of find those connecting threads and we're all better for it when we do that. You can find me on Facebook at Taking the Middle Seat and on Instagram at Andrea Beck Lunsko, no hyphen. I even manage an Instagram story from time to time, so check me out there. I just posted a very exciting picture of black fly larva that I bought online because, of course, we have a black fly larva subscription for our bearded dragon. I mean, doesn't everyone? So I'm betting that after knowing that, you're going to find me on Instagram right now, obviously. Um, so go forth and tell your people how to find the podcast. Show them how to listen. Remember, they don't have a clue how to listen. So you got to show them. You got to walk them right through it. My daughter's friend, who is like in the 12, 13 year old range, said that he just subscribed to the podcast. So you got to find your local 12 or 13 or 14 year old because they know how to subscribe. I'll bet you they can figure it out in a nanosecond. So go find your local young person and have them help you um, subscribe and have them help others subscribe. They just, they're like wizards at it. It's amazing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will be back very soon with another episode of Taking the Middle Seat.